Hear the reading of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ from the account of St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter, beginning in verse 15. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him along with Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with the truth, and show difference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It is difficult sometimes to stand in the gap between being a follower and a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, a follower of Jesus Christ, and a citizen in the world, in our country, in our state, in our community. Sometimes these things fit together very nicely, and sometimes these things make us kind of feel some tension every now and again. There is a lot of stuff that goes on, especially around this time of year when we're celebrating the independence of our nation, where we start talking about the Christianity of our nation and the the fact that we were founded as a Christian nation. Now, I want y'all to hear the whole thing because I'm about to make some of y'all really mad. So before you get all angry and grab your pitchforks and your torches, listen to the whole thing. What if I was to tell you that our notion of Christianity and the notion of the Christianity of the majority of the founding fathers were not the same thing? They were deists. George Washington, Madison, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin. They were deists. Deists believed in the complete marrying of reason to God. Not that God gives us reason, but that God only works through reason. And so, for example, the idea that they would use would be that of a clockmaker. And that the primary image in defining the the religion of the deist was that God was a great clockmaker. And he carved the clock, and he set the gears, and he wound it up, and he put it in motion, and God doesn't do anything with the clock now. He just lets it tick until the clock winds down. Which is really funny because you've got all of these prayers that our founding fathers prayed. But if God's the clockmaker and God's not intervening in the world like the clockmaker doesn't intervene with a the clock, then why would you pray? Did you know that really Benjamin Franklin, when you read his own writings, he would be more of what we would call an agnostic. He could neither confirm nor deny the existence of God. And folks have pointed out to me in the past how Thomas Jefferson wrote his own edition of the Bible. And my response has always been, have you ever read a copy of the Jeffersonian Bible? Because you can. Thomas Jefferson removed every story of Jesus' miracles. He removed every reference to the divinity of Jesus, and he even went so far as to removing the account of Jesus' resurrection. He did not believe in the miraculousness or the divinity of Christ. In fact, the title of his Bible is not the Jeffersonian Bible. It's Jefferson's The Moral Teachings of Jesus Christ. Yet. So for all of the folks that like to throw up and say, hey, we are not a Christian nation, that's the history that they point to. And guess what? They're not wrong. But also... You can't miss the fingerprints of the notion 
of what the Christian faith professes because it's all over the founding documents. Have you ever read the beginning of the Declaration of Independence? We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that we don't have to have permission from a king in order to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness because that is given to us from God. Or what about the preamble to the Constitution? What about a lot of the writings and the speeches that have gone on? And the reason why I bring all this up on such a Sunday is simply because it is really easy for followers of Jesus Christ, well, it's really easy for anybody to get so hard and fast in one camp or the other of God or of country that we miss the point because that's exactly what the Pharisees were trying to do with Jesus in the passage we share together today. You see, the reason why they're trying to trip him up is because of the, if Jesus had said, no, you shouldn't be paying taxes to Caesar. That is a sign of your allegiance to the kingdom here on earth, and you should have no one above God. Then they would have been running to Caesar going, hey, guess what? This guy's a traitor. He says we shouldn't be paying taxes to you. They'd be running to Pontius Pilate saying, hey, do you know that he's stirring up trouble because he's telling us that it's illegal in the, the, the faith it's illegal against our God to acknowledge Caesar as emperor. Now, if he had said, oh, no, you should pay taxes, then they would have got him because, number one, would y'all really want me to stand up here and preach a sermon on paying taxes? I mean, come on, there's that right off the bat. But the second part of that is, well, then you'd be saying that your allegiance is to Caesar first and not to God. Oh, they think they've got Jesus really good. And Jesus looks at him and goes, hey, hand me a Daenerys. Whose image is on this? Then why don't you give to Caesar the things that belong to Caesar? And why don't you give to God the things that belong to God? You realize that a lot of the arguments that we have in the political world, whether we're Democrats or Republicans or Libertarians, or I don't even know what all of them are to be perfectly honest. Yeah, there's all kinds of, and they seem to be like more that come out every single day, right? And about the time I think I've got one side of the street figured out, then they splinter, and now then you've got these other groups that are all, you know. I'll just tell you, we're all one big shade of purple. I mean, when you mix it all together, there you go. But we can get so caught up in all of these things that we forget what's actually in the documents that found our nation. Because in all of those references and in all of those places, they're giving to God the stuff that belongs to God. The recognition that our life and that our liberty comes because God said so. Because God gave us free will. Because God rules over all. The fact that if we want to see what it's like to be a part of the kingdom of God, that doesn't set us at odds with the nation around us or the world around us. But what it does set us at odds with is the way that the world and sometimes our nation likes to think. That there are two truths that we hold to be self-evident. That we shall love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our strength, with all of our soul, and with all of our might. And we shall love our neighbor as ourselves. And on these two commandments, 
will the whole of the law be fulfilled? And my question that I would ask you is I want you to think about all the stuff that you worry about, all the stuff that gets you riled up, all the stuff that you post on social media right after you post a picture of your kids or your grandkids and you talk about how sweet and wonderful they are, or you post a passage of scripture and then you post your thoughts on something, right? Or if you're like me, you invite folks to church and then you post a picture of you wearing a purple top hat that you found in Andrew's office. And I want you to think about all the stuff that gets you all aggravated and gets you all stirred up. And I want you to think what would not be settled if we would love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. If you want to be a Christian nation, quit trying to legislate it. Dare to live it. If you want to see the kingdom of God come alive, quit studying about it alone without putting into practice that which we read and that which we study. If you want to see the world change, lose the argument and stretch out the hand. That's the stuff that we're called to do. Or in short, give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Give to God what belongs to God. And see what happens as a result when God's people, who are called by his name, humble themselves, pray, and seek God's face. This is the promise of God. We are the people of God. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne, and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m., and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.